0: This episode of Market Foolery is supported by Netsuite, the business management software that handles every aspect of your business in an easy-to-use cloud platform. Download their free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits, today at netsuite.com/fool. It's Wednesday, September fourth. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Matt Greer, and I am joined in studio by Motley Fool analysts Emily Flippen and Jim Mueller. Welcome. How are we doing? We're doing hey, Mac. fine, Mac. Well, happy Wednesday. we got lots to talk about. Tesla trucks. There's some buzz. The buzz is growing that Tesla may be unveiling a pickup truck very, very soon. We'll get to that. And we're going to talk cheaper iPhones, because turns out the more expensive iPhones not selling quite as well as they once did. But let's kick off with Google and reports that more than half of the U.S.'s state attorney generals are gearing up for an antitrust investigation into Google's advertising." Now, Emily, we're expecting an announcement, according to these reports, next week. And this happens against a context where there are a lot of other Google investigations. We've got a House Judiciary Committee looking into Amazon, Apple, Facebook, and Google. We've got a Justice Department reviewing big tech. And we've got the EU. Where does it end and what do you make of the state investigations?
1: Well, first of all, I love covering rumors on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Although it seems like these rumors, given all the context you just described, might have a little bit more veracity to them. Uh, it's no surprise that they're going after Google. And mind you, it could be other companies as well. So Google, obviously an advertising monolithic company. Uh, but the other big guy is Facebook as well. So I don't think any big Advertising company is really out of the crosshairs here. But it begs the question of what are we looking for, right? And what is the outcome? from investigations. Is it a breakup of companies like Google? Is it a breakup of companies like Facebook? Um, I tend to think not. I think that's what some lawmakers may want. Uh, But the issue does become partisan at a point. So, I think that what we're looking at here is probably going to be a a stifling of these companies' ability to acquire, to innovate, to expand their market share when it's already so great. Um, When people think about Google, it may not occur to them how Big it is in terms of its its advertising business, but Google not only essentially owns search in the United States, but they also own YouTube. So all the ad based you know videos you see on YouTube are also coming from Google. Google owns AdSense and AdWords, um, all of these platforms that role with advertising and external sites as well, and they're advertising their own products on top of it. So, it really does pose a lot of conflicts of interest.
0: Okay, so let's get to that, because I want to share a quote from Louisiana's Attorney General Jeff Landry. Um, and this is about what we we think is going to come down with all the state attorney, attorney generals next week. Here's what the Louisiana attorney general has to say. He says, "Quote: "...Google gets to pick winners and losers because the system is rigged in their favor. Continuing down this road will kill online publishing, or Google will control who stays and who goes."
2: It's a pretty bold statement it right is. there. It but really is. That's um, why I shared it. Yeah. <laughs> But I have to uh, wonder if uh, some of this thinking isn't stuck in the 20th century, even in the 19th century. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the breakup of Ma Bell, the breakup of uh, Standard Oil, those are all 20th century uh, stories, and early 20th century for the uh, Standard Oil, and that's and that's more where the monopoly uh, was built up and imposed upon the customers here with with Google and Facebook and the others, the monopoly is being chosen by the customers in that uh, the for Amazon, people are going to Amazon to buy. Uh, people are advertising are going to Google to search and that therefore and Google's search engine is the best or near the best if it's not the best. And so the advertisers are going where the eyeballs are. so the the company is not imposing the the, the monopoly. so upon no the harm other. is
0: being done.
1: I I wouldn't. Oh, harm's happening.
2: Harm's probably (laughs) happening, and you can argue that uh, they're collecting too much data. But people also freely volunteer that data. They uh, they turn on the tracking on their iPhones uh, or or smartphones so that uh, uh, they can get the advertising for the stores they're walking by and so on. So how much harm is being done whether regulations need to come in and, and force a breakup or something like that i don't know it's it's a sticky it's a sticky issue for sure and we have to figure out what uh, what the best outcome is but i'm not necessarily convinced a breakup is the solution
0: okay so i'm a google or alphabet shareholder should this weigh on my investment thesis at all or do you just see this as as noise
1: unfortunately i think the space is almost naturally monopolistic in the sense that Google is the best aggregator of eyes aggregator of search, and that's, as a result, where the advertising revenue goes. So, as a shareholder, it's almost a good thing in the sense that it shows the power that the company has over the consumer. Despite the fact that we have all these issues, you as a consumer are still probably going to be searching with Google. right? So, while I am concerned about the penalties, we just saw a penalty come through for Google. Um, I think it was they reached an agreement with the FTC over um, some advertising issues they had geared towards kids. And the penalty was a hundred seventy million dollar fine. That's less <laughs> than one percent of their advertising revenue for the quarter. So as a shareholder, when I see this relatively light slap on the wrist for what could be a big, not only privacy issue, but advertising issue aimed at kids, it does make me wonder if the penalties and when the penalties come down, if they're actually going to have a material impact on the business.
2: Slap on the wrist, that's a slap on the pinky.
1: Yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's move on to Tesla. Let's talk Tesla trucks. Now, a tweet this summer from Tesla founder Elon Musk said that a Tesla pickup truck could be just 2 to 3 months away so kind of cryptic we don't know exactly when but the anticipation is building and musk has already mentioned some details he said the starting price for a tesla pickup will be below $50,000 which is actually very affordable for a pickup and the truck will have a range of at least 4 400 to 500 miles okay jim we should also add that Ford also working on an electric version of the F-150, right. which happens to be the most popular vehicle sold in the U.S. last year. So, it is game on. What do you make of a Tesla pickup truck?
2: So I, I think there are three concerns. Uh, but uh, before I get to those, I want to add a couple of more interesting stats here. Okay, So, you mentioned the Ford 400-500 mile range. Uh, that is with six people, presumably six adults, in the cab, including Andre the Giant, okay, uh, was four, who is seven four or seven five, depending on who you ask. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I believe Musk was the one who said that Andre the Giant could fit in the driver's seat, which implies a very large cab. I'm six foot three, and I have a hard time fitting into some driver's seats, uh, not not of pickups, but of, of other cars. Okay, so roomy interior, we a like very that. roomy interior with. Uh, mm-hmm enough for uh, six people. Uh, 300, and, a, and this is the one that, that kind of surprises me, a 300,000-pound towing capacity. And for comparison, this year's model of the F-150, the 2019, has a towing capacity with a special configuration of the truck of th- only 13,200 pounds. <laughs> okay. Wow! So to put that into context, as if everyone knows the size of a dinosaur, the T-Rex. So the Ford can haul about one T-Rex down the road. Which is a lot. Which is a lot. Okay. But Tesla Tesla is is saying that they're going to be uh, able to put 20 T Rexes on your trailer, and the truck can haul it down the road.
0: Oh, hold on there! So you're saying if I need to haul multiple T Rexes, yeah. an
2: F one fifty can't get it done. No, not at all. Well, oh my what gosh. are we going
1: to do? We have to buy a Tesla now. <laughs>
2: well, to put in a more familiar context, 300 thousand pounds is about the weight of four fully loaded semi trailers. Uh, semi-trucks with trailers, mm-hmm. uh, with a gross vehicle weight of 80,000 uh, pounds apiece. But here's the thing. so I, I hear all of that, but the F-150 is so
0: iconic. It Ford is. is so iconic that I am incredibly skeptical. What's the word beyond incredibly skeptical that a Tesla pickup truck will will make it, especially in rural America? Because the moment they announce, the moment they bust out this truck, if I'm Ford, I'm like, keep your powder dry, our truck is coming out in a year, or in four months, or in two years, and I'm getting very specific.
2: I don't know what the word beyond totally uh, skeptical is, unless somebody out there with a Roger's Thesaurus can tell us. (laughs) But uh, my issues with this is when. Okay, Uh, The Model Y is not even production yet, right? And, and that's not expected until next year, and when might be the truck actually be delivered? They're not. They're, uh, Musk isn't saying that it's going to start production. It's going to be unveiled, which means on a stage, in a prototype, uh, and all that, and look how pretty he is, and start placing your orders today, folks. Uh, so, when two, three years from now, maybe? That gives a lot of time for companies like GM, Ford, uh, and Chevy to uh, to uh, put out their own trucks. The price fifty thousand dollars. That's about mid-range for a pickup truck. Ranges run That's amazing. Run about thirty to seventy thousand dollars. But uh, can Tesla actually get this, the same kind of levels of profits that the trucks deliver for Ford? Uh, uh, Thirty-three. What a third of their uh, sales revenue is from these pickup trucks among the three big detroit automakers and i'm sure a large amount of their profit is also coming from those trucks can tesla match that profitability i don't know
1: yeah and and here's the thing i can Twenty T Rexes. I'll give it to them, right? The guy sent a car to space. Okay, you can have your twenty T Rexes. Here's what I don't believe: the fifty thousand dollar price point. I feel like we've been there, we've done that, we've heard it. It's probably not happening. At least not that price. Yeah.
0: So you're 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 a bit you're skeptical. The twenty
1: T Rexes. I will give him the twenty T Rexes. That's being very very generous. I'm skeptical of the price.
0: And yeah. and and what do you think, Emily, of my strategies So let's say the moment they unveil this Tesla pickup truck and they start accepting orders. If you're Ford, wouldn't you also announce your version of an electric pickup truck and also start accepting orders? Because What you want to do is you want to freeze the game board. You don't want to lose anyone who would be tempted to buy that Tesla truck. And You don't have to make the sale right away, but if you say, hey, two years from now, we're going to have our own F-150 electric truck. You've heard of the F-150, and we will start accepting orders today.
2: Maybe, maybe not. Uh, A big Driver of the sales of those F 150 pickup trucks is to farmers and uh, small business owners who need the hauling capacity, who need the uh, payload capacity, and so forth. And they also need the utility uh, ability to switch between hauling or payload or driving around town or what have you, as well as being easily repaired. Uh, and for farmers, uh, easily repaired on site. And so with Tesla. And there uh, repair issues going on today. Will they uh, will they actually appeal to the farmers and and to the small business owners, or will Ford come out and say, Hey, yeah, Tesla announced that big uh, that big pickup truck, but they're not targeting you, our our core uh, buyers of our trucks, and so we're coming out with something. If you want electric, we can give you electric. If you want diesel, we can give you diesel, and and so on. And if you're Tesla and you're hauling 20 T Rexes, you may need some repairs. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: <laughs> okay, um one one more bank shot for the Tesla story quickly. Emily, Tesla owners in China Asking for refunds after Tesla got a ten percent tax break. What do you make of that?
1: Well, I would do the same thing, wouldn't you? Pass that savings on to me, but there's no way Tesla is actually going to be doing that. You know, they worked hard for that tax break. That was, I think, they're going to put them in a twenty-five percent tax bracket if they didn't get a, a cut there. So all of their auto parts. Um, but no surprise there. I think that consumers want a little bit of that that mm-hmm. refund.
2: Never hurts to ask. Yeah, so never that, hurts
1: to ask. So exactly. That, so that
2: was actually a sales tax ref- uh, uh, break that uh, Tesla doesn't have to charge anymore and pay to the Chinese Mm. government. Uh, They are going to be uh, still subject to December's uh, proposed 25% tariff of importing cars, which is a big reason why uh, Tesla is building that factory in Shanghai. And Before we get to our next story, I want to say thanks to
0: NetSuite. Now, if you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. But the problem that growing businesses have, the thing that keeps them from knowing their numbers, is this hodgepodge of business systems. You've got a system for accounting, you've got another one for sales, another for inventory. What a total mess, taking up way too much time and sucking up too many resources. And that is where NetSuite by Oracle comes in. It's the business management software that handles every aspect of your business in an easy-to-use cloud platform, giving you the visibility and control you need to grow. With NetSuite, you save time, money, and unneeded headaches by managing sales, finance and accounting, orders and HR instantly right from your desktop or phone that's why netsuite is the world's number 1 cloud business system and right now netsuite is offering you valuable insights with a free guide 7 key strategies to grow your profits at netsuite.com/fool that's netsuite.com/fool to download your free guide 7 key strategies to grow your profits netsuite.com/fool and for our final story let's talk iPhones let's talk Cheaper iPhones, Apple reportedly will introduce a new low cost iPhone in 2020. Now, Emily and Jim, you may have heard iPhone sales slowing a bit recently. So that may be playing into this story. And I am proudly rocking my iPhone 6s with a battery life (laughs) that seems to last, you know, somewhere between 18 and 20 minutes. So I may be in the market for a new
2: lower cost iPhone. But what do we think of this news? I think that, uh, well, Apple's done this before. Like so they've, uh, when they, launch out a new version of their iPhone uh, they lo- will lower the price of their previous versions uh, they did uh, they came out with the iPhone SE back in 2016 uh, at 399 uh, 349 399 something like that was the the price point uh, the current price of the iPhone 7 is 449 I believe and but the new iPhone X 10. However, you pronounce it, uh, is $1,000 starting price, I understand. And so next Tuesday, when they have their announcement, of the, all their new products. Uh, they're, they're expected to announce a, a new phone that has a processor upgrade, more cameras. Uh, you can do uh, ultra-wide-angle shots if you get the right version, uh, better face idea uh, I- identification. And something I, s- I think is really cool sounding is live video editing. As the film, as you're filming the video, you can edit it and, and crop it and resize it or, or wow. color correct or whatever. Uh, I don't know um uh, if that is already available on uh, android devices but i've noticed that uh, what apple brings out is often what's already on android it certainly was with my android s8 uh, my samsung s8
0: but they make it seem like it's new yeah, that's they, the they brilliance of they apple do. <laughs> they
2: do they um, do so next year they'll likely uh, come out with a cheaper phone possibly the s i'm sorry the iphone 8 will drop down to the price point of the 449 and consumers they don't I mean, I think Apple's running into what Dell ran into years ago: is that the phones are so good, you don't have to upgrade as often, or even at all, as you have not right here. Six. <laughs> I just
0: had the battery replaced, you know, a couple years ago, and I'm probably due for another battery replacement. I should probably just get a new phone. But...
1: Yeah, I mean, was it was the iPhone X, iPhone 10? To Jim's point, I don't even think I know because I was never going to pay a thousand dollars for it in the first place. So I do think this will appeal to consumers, but I also think consumers at this point are just happy that you know they're not doing. What Samsung did, which was come out with a was it a flip phone that was didn't flip, yeah. didn't flip, didn't flip and flip. it broke instead. <laughs> so as long as the phone, I guess, doesn't flip if it's not intended to flip and doesn't break, then consumers will probably be happy.
2: But Apple does need to do something. They are certainly losing market share. According to Gardner, they have a 10.5 percent market share after the end of the June quarter, and. Shipments had fallen 13.8 percent year over year uh, over that. Meanwhile, Samsung was growing shipments 3.8 percent and has a 20, a little over 20 percent market share. And Huawei, the the company that is mm-hmm. the uh, that the federal government hates the most, yeah. <laughs> apparently, uh, its share is number two at 15.8. So it's pulled ahead of Apple, and they had 16.5 percent growth, including 31 percent growth in China alone. And I'm just wondering if that's not possibly a reaction to Huawei being hated upon by the U.S. government and the Chinese consumers saying, yeah, we'll buy it anyway.
1: Well, Huawei also has a very, very strong international presence around other parts of Asia as well. I actually just got back from a trip to Tajikistan, Kyrgyzstan, Uzbekistan, Huawei stores in all of those places. They didn't see one McDonald's, by the way, wow. but saw lots of Huawei stores. So, if that tells you anything, it's that Huawei has, has penetrated a lot of developing countries much better than Apple has.
0: Well, let's wrap up with the desert island question. You're on a desert island. There's not a lot going on. so you just, You're <laughs> going gonna to buy a stock and you're going to hold that stock for the next five years. As you said, not, and not your much your going on. <laughs> and your choices are, exactly, your choices are Alphabet, the parent Company of Google, Tesla or Apple?
2: Ooh. I'm gonna go with Alphabet. I think the company's market share and leadership position in the advertising space is so big and that there's not a compelling reason for the consumer for Alphabet to be broken up. So I'm gonna
1: go with Alphabet. You're not gonna you're not gonna go with Tesla, Jim? Nah. <laughs> I will also have to agree with Jim that I think I'd be buying Google at this point. I just think about how important they are to everyday life and to Jim's point, this is a consumer-facing company and consumers love the product. So, I think it would do great detriment to the consumer experience if something like Google were to be broken up.
0: Do you think, in terms of stocks we talk about, is Tesla the single most polarizing stock? It feels that way. Definitely, it feels like you've got people on both sides, and Someone is going to be fabulously right. And someone else is going to be fabulously wrong, or maybe not fabulously. Maybe it'll just kind of have a have a if it. If what if it's it just the middle out. of
1: the road performer, right? What if Tesla, ten it, years from now, it's not the car maker, yeah. but it's also not bankrupt. But it just it doesn't won't. feel like just like, like just Musk, it doesn't
0: feel like that's even an option. I feel like he's like go big or go home. <laughs> that's true. So it's either going to succeed beyond everyone's wildest expectations,
1: like twenty T Rexes or no T Rexes. Exactly. <laughs> There's no two T Rexes <laughs> for them.
2: I'm going to push back on your framing. I mean, right and wrong. Wrong. You, you, right or wrong is not the way to look at it. You're, you should be looking at it as how can I make money investing in this company. That's true. Do I invest as a short side? That's or what do I, invest I meant by as, right a long, and wrong. as a long side, <laughs> and uh, getting judging it as right or wrong gets your emotions involved and that just clouds everything.
0: No, you're right. I I and I that's shorthand for some when I say someone's going to be right. I feel like someone is either but with, gonna, but with Tesla
2: shareholders make a lot they, of money or potentially uh, lose a lot of money. Yeah. But with a, but a lot of Tesla shareholders that's exactly how they view it. I am right because I own the shares. Okay, so you think the emotions get in the way. I think they do, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, I think they need you need
0: to hear more things like twenty T Rex towing capacity, because <laughs> then I'm like, okay, you know what? That gets me interested. But then I'm looking at my F150. I don't have one, but if I had an F150, it's going to take a whole lot for me to get rid of my F150 for a Tesla pickup.
1: Like truck. nineteen T Rexes, maybe.
0: I don't know. I just like I you know. know. I mean, how many T Rexes at the end? of the Yeah. Day, how many? Do how you many need? is your breaking you point? Pull?
2: Well, here's another yeah. one. Uh, instead of twenty T Rexes, what if you want two space shuttles?
1: Wow. Ooh, wow! more See, compelling. See, bring, bring
2: in the modern thing and, hey, SpaceX might be interested. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess it depends. When is the all-electric F-150 coming out? Because I'm, I'm mm-hmm. curious. I don't know, mm-hmm. but I know they're working on it. It's
0: game on. It'll be fun to watch. Jim and Emily, thanks for joining me. Thanks, thanks for having us. As always, people on the show may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So, don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show is mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Matt Greer. Thanks for listening, and we will see you tomorrow.